You're listening to the Douglas Jacoby Podcast. Here we bring you some of the material found on Douglas's website in podcast form. We hope that as you listen, you're challenged to think about faith. Today, Douglas continues his series, Books and Movies, now looking at Life of Pi. For more on this episode, follow the link in the show notes to Douglas's website. Now here's today's teaching. I'd like to share some of my thoughts about the book and motion picture, The Life of Pi. Now, first, let me say, this is not the same as the book, The Brief History of Pi, which I accidentally bought at first. It was interesting, but it was about mathematics. No, The Life of Pi. It was a book that came out in 2001 and the film version in 2012. I enjoyed the film enormously. I saw it in the theater where I see most movies, which is the airplane. And I was excited even from the time I saw the trailer because the filming, the cinematography looked really, really good. You know, it's a story about uh, a boy, a teenage boy named Pai Patel. And he's the son of a zookeeper brought up around animals. And the family are crossing the Pacific Ocean when there's a shipwreck. And he alone survives in the lifeboat. Oh, and his companions are just animals. An orangutan, there's a zebra, a hyena, and especially a tiger, a Bengal tiger. So the story takes place as he spends many months in the Pacific Ocean, well, on it and in it, and eventually makes landfall. Uh, really an amazing story. But I should tell you, another reason I was interested in seeing this was that I had read the book uh, years before. The book was recommended to me by a member of the younger generation. Let me just say someone who, like like many of the younger set, um, is very skeptical about truth claims. And the way the story begins, uh, it says that It's a story that will make you believe in God. So the entire life of Pi is cast in a religious light. Well, that grabs my interest because I'm interested in philosophy and religion. In in fact, this year at Lincoln Christian University, I'm teaching world religions. Been interested in that for a long time. But the the film, uh, the filming takes place uh, in incredible natural scenes. So you combine geography, a bit of history. Uh, zoology, uh, and this, and uh, just the kind of thing I, I love to watch. Maybe for the same reason I enjoyed Slumdog Millionaire. Wonderful story, but also reminds me of that part of the world which I visited so often. So the novel is by Jan Martel, and the film came out uh, in just the year 2012. What about Pi? He is someone who thinks a lot about the meaning of life and comes to have his idea of God by exposure not only to the Hindu gods, but also to Jesus Christ and to Allah. The implication is that there's truth found in all the religions. And of course, there is some truth to that. Every religion contains pieces of truth. The way I look at it, and the analogy I use most often, is that the various world religions, worldviews, philosophies that men have made up, 
are like the light of the moon. It can be bright, it can be interesting, sometimes even amazing to look at, but these systems are ultimately only reflecting light. They're not generating their own. They reflect the light that comes from the true light, from the true God and from his true Son. And that, in this analogy, is the light of the sun. So the, the reflection of the true light, of course, is found in the other world religions. But in Life of Pi, no one religion is exalted above another. Well, I suppose in a sense that's good in terms of grace and tolerance. But this is a very postmodern story. In postmodernism, there's no absolute truth. Anyone who says that he has the truth, um, well, you should be suspicious of him because truth is socially constructed, particularly by story. In postmodern thought, the winners write the history books. Uh, we all make sense of reality by narratives, and those big stories, overarching meta-narratives, things like world religions, uh, may be meaningful to us, but they have no more claim to truth, to absolute truth, than anyone else's story. And that's why when I read the book, at the end especially, I just, I thought, this is so postmodern. And I'm not going to spoil it just in case you haven't seen the film or read the book. But I'll just say that at the end, there are two very different versions of the story. There's what we think is the real story involving the tiger, and it's filled with wonder and meaning and hope and and beauty after this uh you know, these months that, that followed the sinking of the ship. And there's an alternate version, simply because those who are listening to Pi's story are having a hard time believing it's true. And so he seems to make up an alternate version that doesn't have, uh, you know, they, they, the tiger and, and all that, that drama. Instead, it has cannibalism and emptiness, horror. Uh, meaninglessness, vanity. And the film, just like the book, doesn't tell us which story is true. We're left hanging. We're left hanging. So the implicit uh, question is, which story do we prefer? Oh, of course, we all like the, the story we've been watching, the story of the tiger. The other world <laughs> with cannibalism, it's just not something that appeals, it's intolerable. And so the answer that Pi gives us is that it's the same with God. There may be one story that grabs you more than another story, but no one knows, no one can say. And so we're kept in suspense. So we may not know which version of reality is true. Is it Islam or Hinduism? or some other philosophy or religion, or maybe Christianity. In a sense, they may all be true. In a sense, they be maybe none of them true. So there's no stand being taken except this. No one has an absolute claim to truth. Anyone can make that claim. And that's why I view this as postmodern. And if you ever read any Reviews, critics' reviews of Life of Pi, you'll see that word thrown around a lot too, and it's certainly correct. By the way, if you're not familiar with postmodernism, I think you should be, because it's a dominant philosophy 
in universities, uh, among the younger generation, has been for a couple of decades. And if we don't know something about that, uh, we're not going to be able to connect, particularly those of us who are older, uh, with those who are younger. So in summary, this is a book that is well-written. It's a film, I believe, that's, that's brilliantly done. Even though I reject its central claim, it doesn't mean it's not useful. It's useful because it forces us to enter the discussion of what is truth. And I've tried to review a number of books and films so that we can be better prepared to engage those influenced by popular culture in an effort to reach them with the gospel. So, for example, I did the review of uh, James Cameron's film Avatar when that first came out. You say, well, Avatar, I don't believe in life in outer space or on the planet Pandora. Yes, but you do believe that governments and companies can selfishly exploit and show utter disregard for the environment, right? So Avatar opens doors into discussions of ecology, even truth and religion. On the planet, the uh, indigenous peoples worship the the mother, they worship the, the planet itself, which is like mother worship of, of Gaia, you know, where the earth itself is our mother, very popular in New Age and Wiccan uh, worldviews. So Avatar prepares us for that. Or the Hunger Games trilogy, which I, I reviewed. Hunger Games is not just a violent, there's some violence, it's not just a violent story of, of, of competition and survival. Uh, it's much bigger than that. In fact, it shows that the kingdoms of men are on a completely different level than truth. What we would see as the true kingdom of God, there is a political message. It exposes the folly and emptiness and wrongness of war. Hunger Games uh, really opens up all kinds of windows. So these are useful to become familiar with and then have discussions. But when Life of Pi asks the question, what is truth? And that's pretty much what it's doing. Just as Pilate asked the question to Jesus in John 18, what we need to do is be different from Pilate. Whereas Pilate was, by this question, effectively dismissing the subject. You know, eh, whatever, I'll do my thing. Who knows what's true? Whereas Pilate was dismissing it, in our case, by discussing the story, Life of Pi and other films, we have a chance to introduce the topic and then influence others to think about faith. And that is a good thing, so that by all possible means, we might introduce people to our faith and to the central person of our faith, Jesus Christ. We hope you enjoyed Douglas' series on books and movies. For additional notes and resources, be sure to check out Douglas' website in the show notes. The website has hundreds of articles, podcasts, and videos for you to access for free. You can also become a premium subscriber and gain access to thousands of online resources from Douglas' teaching ministry. Thanks again for listening.